When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello guys, welcome into the Starcastic Marks Studios. My name is Ryan. I'm one of three Chambers brothers of the Starcastic Marks podcast. We are the only fan-led Dallas Stars podcast here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Please go and use the promo code uh, THPN on the DraftKings app. The next time you go and use their app for a special little offer from them, and it also lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. And uh, we appreciate that little bit of support that you give for them so that they support us and we're able to do the stuff that we are on uh, on this show. So uh, without further ado, it's been a while, guys. I don't think all three of us have been on an episode in quite a while. How are y'all doing? Great, because James is busy. We've had no stats for the past three weeks. There's been uh, zero stats. I, mean, I, I work <laughs> during the night, so what can I say? Yeah, you and your uh, you and your job jobs are not Ugh, important. Gross. Podcast is way more important, but whatever. All right, moving on, GG boys. Yeah, seriously. So, anyways, the, uh, after the uh, downing doom and gloom game that we just uh, witnessed against the Arizona Coyotes, uh, I wouldn't say this was a great game for the Stars, but it was good enough. Do y'all feel that? Good. I would call it good. It was a good game. Okay. All right. Um, what was some of y'all's biggest observations just real quick coming out of this game tonight? Well, you know, I like starting with the negative. So the number one negative is the power play was terrible. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> like not even just didn't produce, but looked bad. Like the whole game. Dislike. James, what did you think? Was there was it the power play for you tonight or was there something else that uh that stood they're out just for you? saving they're just saving the power play for tomorrow, okay? <laughs> I swear. <laughs> they're saving it for tomorrow. That's the team we score against too. That's the team we score exactly. against. Exactly. Oh, it was it was just it was just last year in the first game of the season where we went like <laughs> five for seven on the power play. That is I would hardly say it that counts. that's the team that we that we, you know, score our goals against. But whatever, you know. But um, anyways, guys, for me, this game kind of chalks down to several little things, right? Um, it, 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 for me, it was just good enough. It, it was just good enough. And you know what? Against the, the against the Winnipeg Jets, who are a fringe playoff team at best, it seems. But, it, I mean, their playoff hopes are pretty much decimated over the past couple of weeks. Um, it was good enough for the Stars. And that's exactly what we needed. We just need good enough at this point to try and get ourselves into the playoffs. Um, I have publicly said that I don't think we'll make it into the playoffs, but I really hope they start proving me wrong with some of these games. So 
Uh, and uh, Chris and you and I kind of talked a little bit against the Arizona game that uh, we hope that we don't look in the rearview mirror and look at these 14 points against those games that we mentioned. And, you know, I mean, if, if only, hopefully we're not looking and thinking that way at the end of the season. Well, this next game is a good chance to steal those back. I mean, you look at a back-to-back game, you don't expect to win both of them, honestly. So let's go out and do what we have to do since we didn't take care of business the other night. So and I, I agree with James. I mean, our, our power play is good in general. So we know that the 0 for 5 is not really going to be a, a sustainable thing. So hopefully on the flight, they can look over some film, see what they did wrong, and they'll figure it out. And they'll take care of business tomorrow, hopefully on the power play. And play a solid four line game because tonight was not four lines for sure. And one of the things that frustrated me about tonight's game was the fact that we didn't really play a particular style that suits our team. If, if I'm being totally honest, like typically we're a more shutdown, you know, take advantage of our opportunities kind of team and let uh, the first line do their, do their thing. And that, that wasn't the case tonight. Thankfully, it was the second line tonight, actually. It was Ben Sagan and Gary Onoff who took care of all the offense tonight, which is absolutely excellent to see. But it, it, I, I, what I did not like to see was all of the turnovers. Was It, it was a very much north and south game. There wasn't much forecheck, which I thought there was going to be a lot more of, considering you know both of these teams can be very physical. And well, we didn't really see that tonight. Well, I think the I think the Stars controlled the majority of the game, like except for the first... 10 minutes of the first period, the Stars were in control the whole time. And against the Jets, I don't think we want to play a four-check game, honestly. I mean, the Jets are a big team with heavy bodies, obviously, and, like, they're bigger than us. So if we try and go just physical on physical, we're going to get beat by a team like that. So I like the way the Stars adjusted to that. I think they held the puck more a lot, which I liked. Partly Part of that was because they were on the power play a lot. But I liked controlling the puck more and skating it into the zone and using our speed. We used our speed a lot, especially Gurionov and Hints, and even Ben skated around. Yeah, yeah I was about I was so, about to say that I was like lots of speed from the Stars tonight, which I enjoyed. Yeah, and it was it was good to see. And was there's uh, the I can't remember which power play it was, but there was one uh, chance during the power play where Ben had the puck and it looked like he was going to do the stupid draw pass thing. Don't he? Oh, did we lose Ryan? Yeah, we lost Ryan. Okay, we lost Ryan. Anyway, he was talking about drop passes in the power play or something. Anyway, we we both know the power play sucked. Get get, get him out of here. Get, get him out of here, James. Can you, can you get rid <laughs> of him? He'll come back. He'll come back, I promise. Okay, he'll come back. Anyway, power play was bad. Y'all get it. Um, Moving on from that, the penalty kill was not great either. I mean, obviously, that's how the Jets get their only legit. Well, well you're, you're looking at the... You're you're looking at the penalty kill though. We have a shorty on it, and the one that they scored was off of Ben getting hit in the face. True, but I I just I don't know. I just didn't love the way that they played it. I mean, I feel like I feel like it was super uh, tentative again. And when the penalty kill finally started to get going again, it, we it was the aggressive box form. They were pushing out, attacking whenever there was the fumbles of the puck. It really didn't feel like that was happening tonight. So that and, was and a little I mean, bit annoying. But you're also right. I'm kind of skewed by the stats. I think. Yeah. And, the, and that was one of the things that they were talking about on the broadcast was the the Jets' power play. They kind of sit still when they pass when when they're on their power play. They don't move around as much as other teams, so it's it's hard to get aggressive on those on those teams when 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 you don't even see movement around. You're just trying to keep them to one side anyway. So, yeah, 
uh, one more thing that I wanted to get in. I don't know what Ryan had planned, but what I oh Ryan's back. Hey, it's Ryan. I hate my internet. Internet sucks. All right, Ryan, <laughs> it's too late. I've already started going into the next topic. The next topic is Otter. Otter was great again. <laughs> Go for it. You can be you can be the new host for now for today. How about that? Since my internet is the weakest. Uh, uh, Brandon, you, you can take on the goals. Ryan, somewhere. you are the weakest Wi-Fi. Goodbye. <laughs> oh my god. I love that game show. That was the best I game. I love show. that game show. Okay. The weakest link. <laughs> anyway. Otter was fantastic again. He only made 20 saves tonight, which didn't feel like a lot, but there was a ton of grade A chances that the Jets had that he just stoned them on. And just his demeanor throughout the game was so confident. Every big play that they had, he just turned it aside like it was nothing. Like it really he really feels just so confident right now. Like he feels like he's the best goalie in the world. He's the reason why we've been doing so good against these divisions. That's exact. The last, so the probably the previous four games, excluding this one, in my opinion, we have not played good enough to win any of those games, and we went 500. <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that, and that's pretty much only due to Otter. Like if that doesn't happen, we're talking about sell, sell, sell. Let's get in front of the wave on the on the on the uh, goodness trade deadline. There we go. Yeah, words are hard. So, yeah, I just had to start. <laughs> I just had to start saying it. But he's kind of kept us in this for now, and hopefully we can get our offense rolling again. And, I mean, we, we kind of figured it out at the end of the game, I guess. But, I mean, still, two goals on, what was it, 35 shots? That's you got to find some twine yeah. more. That was 40 shots. Oh, yeah. overtime. Yep. <laughs> so, all right. So, anyways, I, I do want to get into the goal summary real quick. But first, I want to talk about the first period more because – uh, one of the other frustrating things, and I keep talking negative, I don't know why, the Stars won, but it, it, if we are going to make the playoffs and we are going to play teams like, okay, St. Louis or Colorado, we need to play better than this. And this is not going to be enough. And one of the things that frustrated me more is that this team is below us. We know that we have to have this game. We have to have this game. And so do they. And we know they're going to come out with a bunch of urgency. and. They let the they let the Jets kind of walk over them a little bit in the first 10 minutes of the first period. It wasn't as bad as the Colorado game, nowhere near as bad as the Colorado game. Because the Jets but, aren't as good. <laughs> right, exactly. But they still allowed the Jets to get the first goal of the game, and that was from Blake Wheeler, who has been on a freaking hot streak. The, the guy is like 36 and all of a sudden figured out how to play hockey again. He looked and, great. And he, he gets his goal from uh, Pionk and Shifley, and that was about seven minutes and 14 seconds into the, the first period. And then it, after that particular goal, then the stars finally started to pick up and start skating. And that's when I finally started noticing, okay, they're really starting to put chances on. They're really start, starting to get their legs going. But it, it, it almost seems like this team is not proactive, but reactive, if that makes yeah, any sense. That's definitely true. 100% agree with you on that one. I still, it, I'm at a loss to why, this is the only way they can get going is something bad has to happen to them first. But I guess at least for now, that's the way it is. I, it's got to change, but moving on past that, the next 10 minutes was the Connor Hellebuck show. Yeah, Seriously, That was dude. insane. That was one of the best goalie performances in 10 minutes that we've seen all season almost. And if anybody doubts why Connor Hellebuck, uh, you know, is one of the greatest goalies in the world and why he won the Vesna. Uh, I think he's he's at least won it once. I don't know if he's won it twice, but he's definitely one of the elite goaltenders in the NHL. And especially playing for Winnipeg, a smaller uh, Canadian market. Yes, it's Canadian, but still it's a small Canadian market. 
he doesn't get the the accolades that he deserves. Um, he's just absolutely fantastic. And you know, just quick, uh, quick little uh, side note. I actually didn't know this until I moved out here to West Texas, where I live. But Connor Hellebuck actually played for the Odessa Jackalopes here in Texas. I would have never known that. It's a high Coolest thing, guys. The Jackalopes. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. Go ahead with whatever y'all were gonna say. Go for it. Hellebuck is. Most of the time, the reason why the Jets live or die, like he he's either completely shut out and wins the game for them, or he just is like barely not good enough for them to win. He is their best player, hands down, no doubt. And he was definitely good enough for the Jets to win tonight. But luckily, the Stars got going earlier than just the third period, mm-hmm. and they wore him down and won this game. And that, that was the thing that I meant to mention in the beginning, too, is that this game is eerily similar to the Arizona game except the stars just got it got started sooner. So, if the stars get started in the first period like they did this game against Arizona, we win by 3 goals. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, this team after the first 10 minutes was a great team outside of power play. Mm-hmm. So, if they actually played decent on the power play and they played this way, then they're a great hockey team that can beat anybody, really. So, and- they just need to find a way like you said, Ryan, to get this from puck drop and not wait and be reactive and wait for something to happen. And I did want to mention real quick that the first power play actually looked really decent. The first power play here in the first period, and it was, uh, I think it was Blake Wheeler uh, tripped Essa Lindell. And it, it, it was a really good power play, and we got some momentum off of that. And you could see that. But from that point on, the the power, especially that that double minor, when we could have used some momentum. Zone. And yeah, we, yeah, we, we just couldn't awful. get it. And, and that it was not very good. So let's just go ahead and get into the second period since we're already there now. But in the second period, uh, right off the bat, within the first minute, Joe Pavelski takes a, a high stick from Josh Morrissey. And, ooh, that looked like that hurt. Ow. Yep. And, uh, and it does end up being a, a double minor. So four minutes on the power play. And w- let's go ahead and talk about that that double minor uh, that we saw because it was not good. It not there were there were too many passes. Um, they kept doing the same thing, and then they were being predictable to the point to where the the Winnipeg Jets would just like cut off the pass and it just go down the the it go down into our zone, and that would be it. So, uh, what did y'all see on that? Why was it so bad? Well, the Stars kept doing the same three entries over and over again, and like it was pretty obvious what was coming. Um, but the Jets were really standing firm on the blue line too. And when that happens, like that's a good time to dump and chase, like <laughs> dump it behind them and get after them. But that's the issue is the Jets are very good at defending against the four check and they're big bodies, but you got to have somebody to like a Jamie Ben <laughs> to shake him up. So I don't know. It just felt very like you like to say, Ryan, it wasn't very creative trying to get into the zone. It was just stick to your set stuff. Don't try and look for weaknesses. So wasn't very nice. And, and one of the other, th- sorry, James, that, go ahead. That's really all I thought about it too. It was just very, um, the, the way I would put it, it's uninspired. Just uninspired. That's just, inspired. Just, yeah, thank you. <laughs> the, just, the uninspired just... comment is inspired. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, before I cut off James, I was actually gonna, I was gonna say that and, and maybe this is just me and what I'm feeling, what I'm noticing. Maybe it's not a real thing, but it seems like that the teams that we play against when we don't do well on the power play seem to be like bottom third of the league. Cause this is, 
you know, statistically over the course of the season, Winnipeg does not have a good power uh, penalty kill. Excuse me. I think I believe they're 27th out of 32 in the NHL. 27th. And the Stars did absolutely nothing with five. They had, okay, well, now maybe four and a half, four and a half, because one of them was a, a abbreviated one. Still, okay, so four real ones and then a minute and 12 seconds of another. But still, they did nothing with any of their power plays that they had tonight. Yeah. And, and I'll give the Jets something. I mean, they look good on the penalty kill. Like, I mean, the Stars didn't look good on the power play, but the Jets did their job on the penalty kill as well. I mean, they were going after pucks. They were winning puck battles. So I'll give them some credit too. But yeah, I don't know what it is about the Stars against bad teams in bad, I guess, areas of the game that they always play, play down to them, I guess is what it is. So, and then, you know, after that uh, high-sticking double minor from uh, from Josh Morrissey on Joe Pavelski, um, it was just trip to the box night for the, yeah, during the second period. It was a whistle party. There was John Klingberg. He I'm going to get into Mark it Shifley. now. The officiating was awful. It was terrible. I knew this was coming. <laughs> Two one-handed hooks. Like, the Fox one was atrocious. I okay, can understand I, I, kind of. The yeah. Raffle one, like, uh, well, if you're going to call one-handed hook, I guess you can call that one. Foxy was just playing defense. He was just defending. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and I, don't then, I don't know about that and one. Then Raffle <laughs> waxed a stick in half. Just, just <laughs> don't call that one. Yeah. The hammer on the stick. Like, <laughs> that was on, hilarious. Back, slammed it down. Nothing. Then the just take it the other way. No, what was it? I don't know. No, we they we took it the we took it the other way. We took Glenn it the Denning, other way. Glenn Denning got drew a call, and then he and they call that one. Not mm-hmm. not thirty seconds later, like right. And then uh, I didn't I didn't even mention it. The high sticking call on Ben, of course, but we'll get yeah. into that later. Well, let's go go ahead and mention it because it and and this jumped into the third period a little bit, but we're talking about it anyways. That should have been called one hundred percent. I Wait. don't care if it was an accident. You that it states in the rule book, you must be in control of your stick at all times. It's that's, obviously that's not almost that they verbatim. thought it was legal. It's just that they're idiots who don't know how to use their freaking eyeballs. It's in the middle of the ice. You should be looking nowhere else. It was on the puck. How do you miss it? There's no way you can miss it. This that's absolutely rude, Ryan. blind. I am filing a report. Go for it. I don't know what kind oh, of report. We might, but we, we might have to delete the vote on that one. Oh, man. But, but that's just atrocious. The officiating all night. I've talked about the officiating multiple times throughout the year, and tonight was just another example in how terrible it was. Not even just like, okay, we got the majority of power plays. That's not the reason the game was so close. We sucked on the power yeah, play. we did. But st- that doesn't change the fact that the officials sucked. Well, but when you really think about it, it, it was kind of even because one of the power plays didn't really, it wasn't a full power play. So that's, you know, okay, that's it's four. Not even and then the other was a double when, minor. So it's not even when the non call is a free goal. Like it's yeah, a five on three because our player just got hit in the face with the carbon fiber yes. super science stick. Yeah. And it was like, more like, yeah, he's like not going to be okay. Like, like he's not fine. His face too. Do great. what? He used to use a stick as like a scraper on his face too. It wasn't even like he just like hit him once. Yeah, the it stick was like and drug drug all the way across his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no, Jamie, get up. You gotta be a manly man. This is hockey. No, if I hit you in the face with a super science stick, you're not gonna be okay, bro. <laughs> like it's stupid. 
Well, and it, what is it with the Dallas Stars and not getting those high sticking calls? It's not the Stars; it's the refs. Well, <laughs> what, what I'm saying, no, what they pointed it out earlier in the in the game, it was the Miro Haskin and high stick that got missed that should have been called and wasn't. But there's so much stuff all around the league, like the kicking. I know that's not the on ice refs, but mm-hmm. kicking is just legal now. You are just allowed to kick the puck in the net. That's just a legal thing. It's cool. It's yeah. fine. Like. Slashing is now one-handed stick taps to the hands. What is that? Interference on the Colorado game? Picks are legal now? Like, what is happening? Oh, don't even get me started about that. I could not stand all the picks that were happening in that Colorado game. I don't care. I don't care if we were getting destroyed. There were so many that I was hacked off about. the, The officiating overall throughout the league is bad. It's inconsistent. That was and the word the I was thinking. Thing with Inconsistent. The well, the kicks is fully consistent. They just ignore <laughs> the rules allowed now. This is not, not a rule. You can just kick it as much as you want. We might as well just start the ice soccer league right now. That's a thing. Look up that sport. It's crazy. Anyway, they suck. It's got to get better, and it's not going to this year. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I don't even know where we're at. Where are we at? Uh, oh, we're at the Jamie Ben uh, shorthanded goal. Okay, so anyway, uh, going through the second period because now we're jumping back in time to the second period. Jamie Ben gets a shorthanded goal, and who would have figured it was the opposite side of the special teams is what was going to get us going tonight? Jamie Ben gets his 13th of the year. Ropa hints his 21st assist of the season. One to one, Dallas Stars going in to the second intermission. Oh my goodness, was that a huge goal! And from probably, arguably, the most important player to probably get that goal to get this game going. Well, the player that the Jets hate the most, Jamie Benn, he is just... I love it. A jet shoot downer. <laughs> what are those called, James? Hit me with that. Uh, anti-aircraft machine gun. Boom. <laughs> kind of relevant right now, but we won't talk about that oh, anyway. No, no, don't even start that. Oh no, <laughs> just had to say that. Oh, oh gosh, Chris, no. sorry. But yeah, <laughs> we are, he's so this good is live on the Jets, internet. Though. You know that, right? He's so good. On, he's so good though. against the Jets. What, what what's Russia gonna do? <laughs> Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NBA team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years of age or older, minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Void where prohibited, minimum $5 deposit required. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 1-877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. 
467-369. All right. Well, anyways, uh, going into the second intermission, it is one-to-one. Very big goal from uh, Jamie Ben on that shorthanded chance. And in the third period, uh, we've already kind of talked about it, but it was a power play goal from Mark Shifley that would make it 2-1 to Winnipeg from Pionk and Kyle Connor. And that was the play we were talking about that uh, that Tyler Sagan got you know, hacked up in the face and didn't get called. And then literally about 5-10 seconds later, the, the, uh, the Jets score that goal. So, and we already talked about how hacked off we were about, oh my gosh, no pun intended, uh, how hacked off we were about that. But going into the last couple of minutes here, um, the stars are, you know, start, they're starting to push here in the last eight, pushing seven hard. minutes. Better and than they're pushing hard. Game. And, but the thing is, is where is, and, and I'm being negative Nancy again, where is that kind of urgency at the beginning of the game? If you do that, at the beginning of the game, then you don't have to act like this at the end of the game. Does that make sense? Yeah, right? I mean, I, I agree with that, but they were still playing well in the third period. It's not like they were playing bad. Okay, yeah, so I, and yes, I agree. To kick into that extra gear that you have, like, as an athlete, you can't just turn that on and off. Like, that's it's that's something's got to cause that to happen. Like, either a big stage, like you're in the playoffs, or your captain gets hit in the face with a super science stick and they get a free goal that's a good one that's the name of so, the episode super sometimes, science stick. Super, <laughs> so, sometimes there's just there's triggers that happen in an athlete's head that just makes you go to a different level and that's not that's not you can't just turn that on that's not a thing you can just do mm-hmm. so i'm fine with that and i like the the pushback that they got and the emotion that they got from that because we talked about earlier in the season how when stuff like that would happen there would be no pushback. There's no reaction, no emotion. So at least we're playing within the game. We're playing in the momentum and we're creating our own momentum after something bad like that happens. And because of that momentum, Dennis Garionov, we get his first goal in 15 games. It's good to see him back on the goal side of the score sheet and uh, from Sagan and Ben. So it's that second line. It, it's it, whether it's, you know, shorthanded or whatever. Uh, that get all the goals here tonight. It's it's that second line, those three guys, they, and they were it great. ties it two to two. So many chances, especially so. Guriano was my favorite player to watch tonight. Offensively, he was great all over the ice. I mean, it, I just knew if we were going to get that tying goal, Guriano was going to be the one to do it. I mean, I just felt that in my heart because he was just flying all over the place. He ends the night with four shots on goal. I think that's only behind Jason Robertson, which if you watch the game, you understand oh my that. Goodness. Yeah. Jason yeah. Robertson had that so many guy. chances. Yeah, 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 real quick, talk about Jason Robertson. I felt so bad for him. He has had so many chances over the past couple of games, and he just can't seem to bury one to save his life. He's gonna, it's just he's, ridiculous. He's going to score three tomorrow. It'll be it, no problem. Fingers crossed. Not All straight. on the power play. All on, on the power, power play. play. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Robertson on the power play. <laughs> but that's it's honestly a great thing to see. I mean, the first line pressured so much tonight. The first and the second line, I think, were even on like the amount of offensive pressure they had. But we're finally getting that scoring from the second line like we needed. And this is a huge game to show our great goaltending, our great second line now that we have, the great pressure we can actually put on offense. Like there wasn't a lot of defensive hockey after the first period because we didn't have to. We were just going mm-hmm. downhill the whole time. If you can keep that up, like offense, if you're on offense the whole time, you don't have to play defense. So that was great. Of course, we need the first line to score. That's how we're going to live and die. 
but it's good to be getting the secondary scoring. That's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna become a great team is by that second line scoring goals. Uh, Brandon saying Robo has a monkey on his back right now, but he'll <laughs> figure it out. He 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 definitely will. And and what we're calling it? it right now. What is it? Four two, games two without games. a goal. No, Four two games. games. Two, two games, games without a goal. Yeah, that's that's funny that we're saying that, that he has a monkey on his back and it's only been two games. But, you know, one of the more uh, outstanding statistics that was mentioned actually tonight in the game, I didn't even know this. I'm glad they, they said something. But in 15 of the last 17 home games the Stars have played, Jason Robertson has been on the score sheet. And then the two games he didn't, they were shut out. So if he's on the score sheet, they're normally winning. This has been the first time this season that Jason Robertson is not on the score sheet and they win a game without his help. And he which tried is, his best. which is, I guess, is good. Which is good news, I guess. <laughs> he did try. Yeah, it is good news. Honestly, it really is. It's good that we can win a game without needing that top line. I mean, we should get goals from that top line. I mean, they need to score. They need to score in the power play, obviously. But hopefully, they were just saving it for tomorrow. <laughs> That's what we're going with. <laughs> yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go. We'll go with that when we do this again tomorrow. So. Anyway, uh, nothing else happened, so it's 2-2, two to two, and thank goodness the Jets are not able to score without their first line, kind of like the Stars normally are. And it goes to overtime for the third time uh, between these two teams. And, you know, it goes on for a little while in the first minute, and then Sagan gets his 17th of the year from Jamie Benn, and it was a delayed win because it looked like it had been high-sticked, so that was the first thing they had to double-check. And then the second thing they had to double check was to make sure that it went, it crossed over the line. And it was very clear that it crossed over the line. It was super easy to see that, but it was really hard to see whether that uh, Sagan stick was below the crossbar or not. And I, honestly, if you ask me, I wasn't so sure that it wasn't, but yeah, nonetheless, so who cares? Yeah. Dallas gets the win tonight, three to two in overtime. Well, and again, Ottinger makes, didn't he make that huge save in huge overtime? Save on, I had one shot, but Shifley? it was gigantic. I think it was on Shifley. Unbelievable. Yeah. He just looks so good. Like, I know he'll, again, I'm going to say it again. He only had 20 saves, but there were so many good ones in there. Mm -hmm. Like, highlight reel worthy saves. And he's just, I love it so much. I am I said at the start of the season that he needs to be our number one. He's finally turning it into it. And someone said at the top of the episode that they really hope Otter is in tomorrow. 100% on board with that. You ride that hot hand until it goes cold because we need the points now more than anything. We need the points now more than uh, keeping Otter comfortable. <laughs> so let's hope that uh, Bones does the right thing and puts him back in. Yeah, Eric was actually the one who said that Otter had a light night and he would like to see him again tomorrow. So uh, thank you, Eric, for listening. Thank you, Brandon, for listening. Thank you guys for commenting and in the, uh, the chat box over there it gives us some things to talk about just in case we forget something because every once in a while we do. But, okay, Morrissey. Okay, so Eric says it was Morrissey, not uh, Mark Shifley. Okay, so, and let, let's go ahead and just talk about Otter for a second. And the fact that, you know, Bones was really, really hesitant to put this guy and give him the reins to the, uh, as the number one goalie. But it seems like that he has fully 100% taken that mantle. And he is, he's our new Marty Turco. He is our new Marty Turco. Would you all agree with that? 
No, his uh, play style is very different from Marty Turco, <laughs> but he is our next starting goaltender. Yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> what, what, what I mean is that he fulfills a role that this team really needs really well. Maybe I should have been more clear on that. He's not a puck mover at all. That's that's not his game, but he is very sound positionally, and he makes huge saves when we need it at the right times. Yep. And, and, yeah. and I mean, that overtime was the absolute perfect example of that. And, and you know, if Holby's in net, Maybe he makes that save, but with Otter, it's we it, it he's our security blanket right now. We we feel very confident in the fact that he can make some huge saves, and he did that all all again tonight. And I was on this train earlier this this season, especially when the goaltending wasn't going great, saying that they weren't the reason that we were winning games. And Otter is very much so the reason that we have won the last three games that we've won. He has been a huge reason, if not the only reason. I mean, obviously with a zero zero win, he's gonna be the the only reason. So mm. he's been outstanding. He's been the difference maker. He's been the best player on the stars the past five games. Well, oh, I mean, think about it. The, the the last three games that they've won, he's outdueled like huge competition. Colorado, the absolute best team in the NHL, I would argue, probably Wedgwood, cup contenders. Such a good team. <laughs> and then <laughs> such a good goalie. I hate, I hate you, Chris. <laughs> Other than Arizona, that's what I'm saying. And he outdoors Mark Andre Fleury. Mark Andre Fleury, you know, uh, future Hall of Famer first. <laughs> yeah, it was a tie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tie. He, I guess it was a cheat. Game, but that was a tie. He made one more save than Mark Andre Fleury did. There you go. How about that? Um, and then he goes in tonight against, you know, another, you know, goaltender who's been around for a while. Arguably, you know, top five, top ten, whatever you want to put him. He's definitely top ten for sure. But you know, Connor Hellebuck, and he outduels Connor Hellebuck tonight. Hellebuck, it, it, easy, flurry, easy, Wedgwood, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's too good. He's, He's got my Norris. I mean, I don't know oh about y'all. No, no, Vesna, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Wedgwood. Oh, <laughs> Wedgwood for Vesna. I mean, maybe Norris. <laughs> oh, man. He's but- defending. Anyway, it, it it's it's just so nice to finally see Jake Ottinger, you know, realize his full potential, and he's playing out of his mind right now at the absolute right time when the Stars need him to. So, and, and I mean, you can't fault him for that game uh, against Arizona. He only let in two goals. When your goalie only allows two goals, you better win the game. You should win the game. And uh, that was absolutely not his fault whatsoever, in, uh, in my opinion. But um, anything else we need to talk about tonight? I think we've hit a, a lot of things. I feel like I'm forgetting something. There was just uh, one player who I thought actually had a really, really rough night tonight. It was actually Miro. He had a lot of really? he had a lot of turnovers, and there were two times that he got uh, passed through in the defensive zone that had huge setup chances for the Jets, and. And he had like, I think he had like seven shots on net or something, which is crazy for him. Mm-hmm. But, but defensively, he had a pretty rough game from my standpoint, at least. I would lump him into a group that I've been thinking about a lot, and it's it includes Sagan, Rads, and Ben as well. And it, we'll add Klingberg to that too. I mean, those guys, it just feels like they're gripping the stick way too hard. I mean, Sagan had a lot of plays tonight where it looks like he has great chances, and he just passes it away, like. That's not what Tyler shoot. Sagan does. He shoots. Shoot. Or it just bounces off his puck. Or it bounces off the the puck bounces off a stick. There the puck go. bounces off the puck. Yeah, exactly. 
And that just, that just doesn't happen to Sagan. He just has he has sound soft hands, and he shoots every chance he gets because he's a goal scorer. And just all those guys, I'm glad Ben and Sagan got those goals tonight. But it still felt like there were so many plays that they could have had better chances on that they just got slipped away. So I just think those guys need to like take a deep breath, let it go, and just play hockey. Because obviously that second line is good. So. We figured out the chemistry there, so just play hockey now. Y'all got it. Yeah, so Eric here, uh, James, he says, James, we don't ever knock Miro, dot, 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 but you're right. Yeah, we, <laughs> so, we don't have to say it. We'll so knock him now. He makes, he makes the monies now. We're allowed yeah. to mock him. I, I, N- knock him, not mock. N- Never mind. Man, words him. are hard for you, Chris. You're sounding like me tonight. That's, That's weird. Normally, night. I'm the one that does all that. But anyways, so, you know, actually, I'm glad you said something about Miro because I need to jump on this because this was uh, some of my thoughts here tonight. Um, and it's, it's again, it's kind of a loaded topic, but I'm going to jump, jump on Klingberg again. All right. But for the positive things he did tonight. Yeah, yeah he, he was he fantastic really tonight. Now, and, and, you know, normally I, I kind of get on to him for the defensive side of the game, but he makes up for it for everything else that he does in the game. And, you know, those are the things that I don't really notice as much. And, you know, I've kind of grown to understand that, you know, that those are the, I just noticed the defensive plays more rather than the offensive plays he does. And, you know, all the, you know, all the transitional play that he does really well. But tonight he actually had a fantastic defensive game. And there were about two or three different times. And I I can't tell you exactly, but there was a specific two-on-one that I'm thinking of where it was just him and the two guys Pass went across, and he got his stick on the puck and knocked it out of the way to avoid it, you know, getting any kind of high-danger chance for the Jets. So I'm going to jump off uh, Klingberg even more, and he's abs- he's doing way better. And, you know, it still makes me wonder if he's got something. He's got some sort of nagging injury. And I'll go back to that game that he missed. So it, is, is he just playing better because he got that one day off and, you know, he's, he's feeling better or is it something that's nagging him? What, what do y'all think? I think, honestly, I think the big thing is probably just the mental side of it still too. I mean, he hasn't more had than, to deal, More than the physical. He hasn't had to deal with any kind of free agency, nothing. I mean, he's been a Dallas star his entire career. He's just signed the first contract we gave him. And now he realizes, hey, I got to get paid. Like, I mean, this is a lot of money, but over a long period of time, who knows? So I mean, you only you only really have a fifteen year career if you're lucky in exactly. the NHL. So and he eventually. needs to bank. He needs to make bank now because he's he's at his prime age. So, so I can only imagine that that's a stressful situation because he doesn't want to leave Dallas, but he also needs to get money. So mm-hmm. I mean, and, that'd be and, and yeah, and you know that is a very that is a very good point, Chris. Because I mean that can really mess with somebody's mind and. Uh, and it's even, if, even if you're not thinking about it during the game, you you, you just it, that's just you know just hovering over there. you all the time. It's always there, and it, it would just be so nice to just get it out of the way. Either he's either he's traded, or he you know makes some sort of signing that gets him mm-hmm. like some sort of bridge deal, a three or four. We won the game. game. We don't talk about trades when we win. We only talk about selling when we lose. All right, so now I got to ask this because it the. The rumors of him going to Toronto are really starting to heat up, and the reason well, being, and the reason being is because Jake Muzzin uh, of the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're basically their third, they're their third best defenseman on that team, uh, is going to be out for six to eight weeks. So, I mean, even more so, it seems like 
that that would be a good fit for John Klingberg if that's the desire for him and for the franchise uh, moving forward. But it, I don't know if how well y'all know enough about uh, Toronto, but if that is the destination for John Klingberg before the trade deadline on March 21st, what do you get for him knowing the circumstances around it? Knowing that, you know, he's going to go in and he's going to have to immediately be let's, a big time player. Let's calm down with the what do you get for him? First of all, <laughs> everyone's getting traded to Toronto. That's what all Toronto media says all the time. Yes. That's okay, that's partially true, but this, <laughs> second this of just all, makes I'm sense. talking right now, Mr. Host. <laughs> second of all, Jim Nill is so conservative. He's if he does sell, which I don't expect, even and if he does sell, it wouldn't be a full sell. But if for some reason he does, it's gonna be at the very last minute, so he knows as much information as he can, and it's not gonna be right now, no matter how much Toronto offers. Mm-hmm. And third, we're getting at least a first round pick. So at the very least agreed. Yeah. And, you know, I would really like to see a, a first round pick in Alexander Kerfoot at the very least, uh, plus something else, which would be nice. I, I, I really feel like with the way that Toronto is and, you know, they're trying to just get out of the first round and the pressure that's around that team, I think they could, you know, they could probably, you know, demand a King's ransom from the Toronto. They give Maple up Kerfoot. They're stupid. That would yeah. be how about this? How about that? And this is just just for because it would be cool. First round pick, Kerfoot, Nick Robertson. Yeah, Nick Robertson. <laughs> I think that we might get cool. a first round and maybe Nick Robertson. No way they give us Kerfoot for 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 a thirty game lease. Depends. No chance. Depends. Well. Anyway, so I just I just wanted to touch that before uh, before we call this quits here tonight. Um, what else have we got tonight? Max Brandon. That's right. Oh, put gosh. it up there, Ryan. Yeah. Put it yeah. Up there. All right. For those of you listening on the podcast side, Brandon says the Toronto Maple Leafs are the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, that's so sad. So sad, but it's unfortunately true. It's a good thing that I'm more of a hockey fan than a uh, than a football fan, but still. Anyways, guys, uh, stats here for you here tonight. Faceoff percentage, fairly low for the Stars. They still won tonight, but it was 52 to 48. Uh, power play, we talked about that. 0 for 5 for the Stars, 1 for 3 for the Jets. Um, hits tonight, 15 to 12. Not an overly physical game tonight. Um, shots on goal per period for the game tonight, 15 to 10 in favor of the Stars in the first, 11 to 6 in the second in favor of the Stars. 12 to 5 in favor of the Stars. And then OT, it was one apiece. Final shots on goal tonight, 39 to 22 in favor of the Stars. And, you know, honestly, I didn't feel like, you know, we were like crazily out shooting the the Winnipeg Jets tonight. And maybe that was just because (laughs) they were getting a bunch of really good high danger chances. But that's just something I noticed. So. Okay, um, we'll be back with you guys. Well, before I just do that, I'll open it up to you guys. Anything else that we, we need to talk about? Russia sucks. They have small missiles. Their bears aren't that fuzzy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And with that, we're going to cut this off here tonight. We are praying for the people of Ukraine here tonight, Christian. So uh, hopefully everything is going okay over there. And then oh, also I should point out, uh, I should mention this as well. 
Uh, Rodion Amiroff, uh, who is a prospect for the Toronto Maple Leafs, actually just got diagnosed with a brain tumor. So we're also praying for him and hope, hope hoping he's doing okay. Uh, he's a real young guy. He's only like, uh, I believe he's like 19 or 20 years old, and he's got a brain tumor. So um, praying for him and hoping that he's going to do okay. But that's going to do it for us here tonight. Uh, once again, uh, please go and use the promo code THPN on the DraftKings app. Make sure you go and use their app and to get a special offer from them. That lets them know we're the ones that sent you. We'd appreciate that. We thank them, DraftKings, for being our sponsor for our podcast, for our entire Hockey Podcast Network, along with Chris and James. I'm Ryan, and we will be back with you guys again tomorrow night. The game starts at 7, so we'll be and it'll we'll actually be 7.30? I thought it starts at 7. I just looked and it said 7.30. Ah, dang it, James. 7.30 tomorrow. So we'll be with you guys around, what, about 10, 10, 15, 10.30 tomorrow? After the so, hockey. After the hockey game. So anyways, guys, we will catch you guys on the flip side, and we hope you guys have a fantastic, wonderful evening, morning, and you're listening to it. GG, boys.